It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Hello, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with our host, the lovely Karen Frazier, and me, Chucky G. I hope everybody missed me last week because I missed me. Hi, Karen. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks very you. much for having me. I know. Yeah, I, heard... I miss you. Bob did a great job. Yeah, I heard there's some crazy crap going out the news, too. We'll talk about it in a minute. But anyways, um, so I'm going to say this while I still remember our guest's name. Tonight, our guest tonight is... Mishaela Micah Rand, also That's known Mishaela. as no, it's not by her spiritual healer name, Silver Moon Medicine. She is a cosmic medicine woman, teacher, healer, and master level metaphysician. I like that. So that's a that's a lot of stuff right there. I had to like, yeah. take a breath there in between. I and don't know. start messing with me, the Mishaela, because she's gonna get I mad know. at me. I pr- I no, practice that. No, okay. she won't. She right, won't. What funny. if I've been telling you it's wrong all this time and you were right? It's Michelle. <laughs> that would be just that would be embarrassing because you know she's actually a friend of mine. So yeah, I think that'll be funny because if she gets out and goes, "Oh, Karen, you're wrong," I'm gonna say, "I told you." I and call her, gonna say, I call I her Micah. You. I call her Micah. I yeah. So I, I, I want to ask something about the news last week. I don't know what, what you're talking happened? about. So so yeah. here's mm-hmm. so so here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Well, so. We, I wasn't even really thinking we were going to do the news. And then Bob, who's a lovely, lovely man, said, well, I have one or two stories. And I was like, okay, well, I'll grab a couple stories, too. And I did. And I didn't really read them before I read them on the air. I just sort of read the headline. And the one, I didn't even really, it didn't strike me that the headline was a pun about penis size deliberately mm-hmm. until I was mm-hmm. until I was partway into the article and I was like, oh, all right. Well, I'm just and by then I had already committed and what was I supposed to do? Just sort of slink out of the room with my, you know, my face all red. Then Cheryl would have been Cheryl and Bob and and I'm pretty sure Cheryl would have Cheryl and Bob both would have had something to say to me about that. <laughs> well it's like, what are they talking about? Giant bull penis? What is going on? You just you took over my news and just, Oh my God! It just no, went all adult. I'm sorry, didn't. folks. It went all adult last week when I wasn't here. I wasn't we in control. Yeah, we didn't actually intentionally take over your news. That was not my intention. My intention was to honor <laughs> you not being there. But then our guest Bob, who is a lovely man, wanted uh-huh. to do the news, and I felt like I needed to. I needed to make him feel at home here at Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Uh huh. All right, Bob. All right, Bob. Trying to take over my spot. That's not going to happen, pal. Oh, and by the way, oh, look at that. Well, so, uh, yeah, that ain't happening. Okay, I am Chucky G. I am Chucky G. You are right. Chucky G. Look, it says, "Oh, Silver Moon says hi, everyone." Chuck, you said my name well. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Booyah, booyah. Oh, so, anyways, yay. so uh, what's what's happening in the world of the Fraser? Oh, it's like it's like that's a that's a, like a statement now. The Frazier. What's the happening? Frazier. The Frazier. Um, what's happening? Let's see. We got Tanner back to school this week. Mm-hmm. Spring break is over, so my grocery budget has gone back down, and so has my power <laughs> bill. So that's good, and the water bill, uh-huh. and mm-hmm, and we have hot water and all of that stuff. So that's that's nice. 
That's good. Um, I, I, you know, I love having him home, and I like seeing him go, too. I, he's an adult, and it's time. Um, so next week, not this weekend, but the following weekend, is the yes. Oregon Ghost Conference. Oh, the or oh, <laughs> see, you said the Oregon oh, Ghost. I God. thought you said Oregon, Oregon Ghost. Oregon Ghost contest. That's uh, we, like what? That's, that's how we say it out here that's, that's in Washington. So no, the Oregon Ghost. Oregon Ghost Conference, not Oregon, Oregon Ghost contest. In Oregon, okay. in Oregon City. Whew, I got all thrown off there for a minute. I was like, what yeah, is going on? So oh, Patty and oh. I, Patty and I are talking there. Okay. And, and Micah I, is Micah is giving a class there, so hopefully she'll talk to about this. What? <laughs> and Bob says uh, you're lying. It was it was your idea. That's what he just said right now. Thanks, Cheryl. Bob. Thanks for up. Cheryl, wait, Cheryl. <laughs> is it not Bob's idea? I think it was Karen's idea. It was not. Oh man! Cheryl and Bob grab ac- a leg and throw her underneath the bus. There you go. The, the bull penis was accidentally my idea. <laughs> just saying that makes me laugh. Bull penis. It just makes. Isn't it funny? It People sounds in- like an energy drink. <laughs> Yeah, drink some bull penis and you'll be awake for five hours. Bull penis doesn't give you wings; it gives you balls. <laughs> so buy some today for only five ninety nine per can. I'm gonna wow. invent that. We're gonna invent that bull uh-huh. penis. Bull penis <laughs> energy. energy. Yeah, bull penis balls. energy drink that gives you balls. That's right. I'm sure I can. I like do that. It. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I you. mean, um, you know, we won't talk about what's happening in my life right now, but. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? There was something I wanted to talk about. You know, I hate when my brain just goes like I call them brain farts. Like when you're yes, like, yes, it's middle aged. Yeah, yeah, it's the middle age. It's yeah, it's Jim calls them senior moments, senior. and I have them. Yeah, I have them more than I ought to. Although the AARP has been really heavily recruiting me. It, so no, sorry, the what? The AARP. I get something in the mail from them oh. like once once a week right now because <laughs> I, oh. I turn. I turned 50 this year. Woo, 50. I know. I know that's all right. I, I got so, you beat. I'm going for 54 this year. I know. So you don't want to, so anything going on with you that you want to talk about? That I want to talk about? Uh, well, you know, life's a changing. We'll just say big that. Changes, big changes in the life of Chuck E. G., Excuse but me. I think that in the end it's going to be great yeah. for yeah, you. But I'm, but I'm going to be here. I'm sticking around. I'm not going anywhere. So, no, you know. you're sticking. No, that, um, you know. We kind of, hello, we went through a lot to get you here. Yes, I know. Yes, you did. That's okay. So, no, you can't can't go anywhere until I get sick of you or Cheryl tires of you, which could happen. Really? Cheryl, you would tire of me? Cheryl, would you? No, she shook her head no. No, but she might tire of me. Gosh, Cheryl and I have been working together for... Many years now, 2008, I think. So, and we were friends. We were friends before that. So, you know. Well, then who the heck would I talk with? I'd be like, "Hey, Chuck, how's it going? I don't know. How's it going? That's pretty good. How about you? I'm fine. Thank you very you much." You did a sh- you did a show by yourself before you did pull Cheryl on to talk, but you know, Rick could be your co-host. That's a pairing we haven't tried yet. I'm well. Wait, wait. I was a guest on a show, so it's kind of the same, isn't it? When you're talking back and forth, I mean, it's the same thing. Right? No, because when you're a guest on a show, it's all about you. When he's a guest on your show, it's all about him. When you co-host, it's all about the guest. <laughs> I see. Well, thanks for clearing that up, Karen. Sure, sure, sure. Uh-huh. So anyways, uh, so we're going to have a really good show tonight. We're going to talk to uh, Micah. Micah. See, I didn't say, say, Mika. say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> no. Shayla, gonna... we've been practicing. Shayla. We've been practicing before the, before the show. I'm going to say I've it again. I've been practicing for half an hour. Go ahead. 
Silver Moon, Silver Moon, Silver Moon. See, I'm going to say that instead. I'm just going to say Micah. It's it's easier. It's 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 rolls off the tongue. Micah. See, and it's, like a really, it's a really groovy name. It is a groovy name. I, I wish I had a I'm sorry, name. Silver Moon Medicine is a friggin' groovy name, okay? I should be like Chuck E. G. Medicine. Now, that sounds stupid, doesn't it? Does it sound See, stupid? She's, she's named, but like Micah, it's like she's named after a mineral. So, I don't know. I would be something really weird like Carnelian or... Did <laughs> you say she's named after a mineral? Micah. Is it Micah? Chuck e. Alright, I got one for me. Chuck E. G. Limestone. What's up, people? How you like that, huh? <laughs> There you go. K-Fraz Quartz. I think it's good. K-Fraz Quartz and Chuck E. G. Limestone. There you go. Say that fast five times. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, I would be Amitrine. Okay. Or cit- yeah. Citrine. Citrine, yes. Citrine. Isn't that a vegetable? Or is that is that a vegetable or a mineral or what is that? Citrus? Citrine. Yeah. You think citrus? That's a fruit. But citrine is a, <laughs> is a crystal. You threw me off. I'm thinking you're talking an orange? K-Fraz orange. I'm not. No, confused. citrine is a citrine is a um. It's a crystal. Okay, if it's you yellow. Say so. If it's you yellow. say so. Well, we it can is. talk about it tonight because silver moon. One of my a- favorites. I think I sent Cheryl some. Didn't I send you some citrine, Cheryl? Oh, I didn't. I sent you other other prosperity rocks. Yeah. See, I'm the, I'm the only psychic medium that has no clue. Oh, look, about see, this. she's holding it up. She's holding up her prosperity rock. She keeps it right there. I have like uh, you know I'm just terrible at crystals and names. Oh, that's calcite. Well, I know tiger eye because it's cool looking, and I have rings. And like I, that. I sent, and I sent you oh. a tiger eye pendant that yeah, I made oh. for you. That's people, tiger's eye. Yeah. You can't see us, people, but Cheryl keeps throwing up crystals into the camera. So because I just, sent her a bunch of them. Yep. Oh, and, and there's, there's a, in the little bag that I sent it in. A little bag, and it's it's silver. I'm sorry, it's silver. Wow. Well, actually, it's no, it's yellow. Color. Yellow with like flowers in the center. Just so you people know, because you can't see it. There's no visual here. I'm sorry. Okay, so I think it's this time is fascinating to- stuff. Let's do the news. <laughs> All right, you ready? Cheryl, hit it. When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange and the odd. Okay, people. I'm sorry I don't have penis on the board tonight, but we're going to try to do you. We're going to do your prod anyways. But check this out. Boeing has de- <laughs> <laughs> Boeing has developed a force field. I, yeah, I did that not, one last week. You did? <laughs> yes. Did you do Boeing? Did the force field? Yeah, but I'll, I I forgot about it until you mentioned it now because I did the penis one. Did you? But did you do that one? Because I can't do that one if you did that you one. Can okay. do, you did, can still do. Wait, did you do contact from the dead on Facebook? No, but um, I've had that. I've had that happen. Go on. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. This is well. This is kind of weird because you know. I mean, Facebook is. I mean, come on. You can do all sorts of stuff on there. But I found it interesting. So let's share since we can't do the Boeing one that was taken away. We're going to do. I'm, the, oh, it's I'm okay. sorry. It's all right. It's okay. All right. So unless it's an elaborate hoax, Facebook may be emerging as the social network of choices for those who have passed on. Because you said you had heard something too. So a man has taken to social news websites to tell his tale, where his girlfriend who died in a car crash in 2012 has been communicating with him via Facebook since 2013. Um, uh, M has been dead for approaching 13 months when she first messaged me, said Nathan. Nathan said Emily died August 7, 2012 in a three-car collision, but he left Emily's Facebook account active as it was too final to memorize it all. All right. He says he shares, ac- he shares access to Emily's Facebook account with Emily's mother, Susan. But he says the alleged messages from the afterlife started September 4th of last year, though he first thought it was Emily's mother or one of Emily's more tech-savvy friends. I noticed pretty much... 
immediately that whoever was chatting me was recycling old messages from M's and my shared chat's history. Around uh, February 2014, he said Emily started tagging herself in his photos. He said they would happen in random photos every couple of weeks. On March 15th, he sent the hacker who he thought was toying with Emily's account, a message asking why he or she kept tagging Emily. He got an answer on March 25th. While he was, while he said Emily's account has so far been recycled from the past conversation, he received his first original message on May 8th. Freezing G. In other words, the word freezing and then G. This has given me nightmares that have only started to kick kick in recently i keep dreaming that she's in an ice cold car frozen blue and gray and i'm standing outside in the warmth screaming at her to open the door she doesn't even realize i'm there sometimes her legs are outside with me he says on may 24th nathan said he finally memorialized emily's facebook page but there was apparently not enough to it was not enough to silence her however he received another message from emily july 1st i don't know what to do anymore do i kill her memory page what if it's her he goes, I want to puke. Yeah, I'd be one more than that. I don't know what's happening, he said, before he heard a Facebook alert. An article on Jezebel.com said that if Nathan were lying, he'd spend a lot of great deal time putting together some haunted screenshots. So what what are your thoughts on this? I mean, you know, I know anybody can, I mean, true, anybody tech savvy could get there and do this. And just because it said freezing G, that's not a direct personal, like only Emily would know kind of message. You know what I mean? Well, so Facebook is pretty easy to hack, which is why, you know, people post all sorts of really weird stuff that, you know, they didn't post. Like, hey, I just got this weight loss drops that I saw on Fox.com or something yeah, like that. Right, That's right. the latest hack. So it's it's fairly easy to hack, I think. Um, but at the same time, you know, there are people who believe that they get answering machine messages from dead people. Yes. And... Emails from dead people. So why, I guess, wouldn't you be able to get a Facebook message from a dead person? But I think, you know, I, I'm not going to judge him because it sounds like he needs to believe this right now. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and I, I, I find it interesting that, um, I mean, I, I don't understand why someone would go to that trouble for such a long period of time. You know what I mean? Because I don't uh, know. Long con, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, people are crazy. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. But um, I'm hoping it's not. Maybe I'm hoping that it is her, you know, that she's just trying to, to talk with him. But, you know, then I wouldn't think she'd be wanting to say something like, you know, freezing G just to, you know, because she, she would know that's going to make him feel bad. So I don't know. I just don't know how to, to take that one. But I agree because I have, I mean, I have my buddy Al passed away last year. I still have his phone number in my uh, phone. I just don't want to delete it because it's just kind of a final thing. So I just. Yeah. Yeah. I have some friends who have passed away that are still my Facebook friends because it just. I don't know. What do you? What's the what's the protocol? I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if there is a protocol for that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just like if your child passed away, would you go and take theirs off? I think that no. Personally, I probably would because I would think you know you want to let you want to let them rest, you know, or move on to the next the next thing. So I I don't know. You know, that's just that's just me. I don't know. know, I don't want to think about my child passing. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I want to be here. I want to be the first to go. That's my deal. So. Yeah, that's my plan too. Okay. So anyway, so the other one I have is this one was kind of odd. It says woman killed by family wakes up in a grave. All right. So check this story out. An Egyptian woman who was believed to have been killed by her brother and uncle woke up in a grave and went straight to the police. Once her brother and uncle were once her brother and uncle were uh, arrested, she went to the prosecutor and dropped the case. Says she tried 
to commit suicide. Police arrested the two men after witnessing they what they saw. They saw them taking the 30-year-old woman to the nearby cemetery in, I think it's Minya Town, uh, near the south of capital of Cairo. At first, she said they strangled. They said they strangled her and buried her in the cemetery. She said she was unconscious and that her brother and uncle thought she was dead. A police spokesman said, quoted to the local newspapers, but in her statement to the prosecutor, the woman says she tried to commit suicide and that her brother and uncle had nothing to do with it. Both of them were freed. Newspapers said the woman's brother and uncle tried to kill her after discovering she had an affair with a man following her divorce from her, from her husband. So that was the story they were using. But in essence, she had actually tried to commit suicide, failed. Uh, they were getting blamed for her murder. And then she came, you know, of course, came back to life or whatever or wasn't dead and then went in there and cleared him. That's like the oddest story I've ever heard. Well, I mean, what do you... I'm kind of confused. Okay, so so the... Alright, so the Egyptian woman uh, they found... Basically, I'll break it down. The Egyptian woman had evidently hung herself, but the brother and uncle had been seen carrying her and dropping her in the in the grave. Okay. So, so then they're thinking why why are they dropping this woman? You know what I mean? So then they arrest sure. her thinking that, you know, all the stuff about the affair and whatever backstory came up from wherever. And then she didn't really do a good job, thank God. And she woke up and then she went to the police to, for, I don't know what, whatever reason, maybe I think she heard that, you know, that they were getting blamed for her murder and went over there and cleared him up. That's like the weirdest thing. Thank you for the bullet points. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, that's okay. Um, I know. It's, yeah, I, I, uh, it's weird. It's a weird story. I know that was weird. And by the way, did you uh, just a minute ago? Uh, I'm not sure if it was me. Did you hear like a, a man's voice come through this the headphones? Because I just heard a, a man yell at me through the headphones. I thought it was your voice echoing back. No, uh, I didn't think it was me. No, uh, uh-uh. mm-hmm. very odd. We're going to start mm-hmm. off with some paranormal on Paranormal Underground Radio. Well, Max, did you did you see me when you were doing the news? I actually pulled my headphone off and like looked down the hall yeah. because there was a big whomp. So. <laughs> I'm telling you, the creepies are happening. So, um, so yeah, those are the two. I mean, I had the other one, but, you know, you already took it. So. <sighs> well, you know, I would go out and find one and just do it on the fly, but I think we <laughs> learned how that goes. Okay, well, wait, you, you did talk about the force fields with the Boeing, so I thought yeah. that was cool, though. Yeah, was, me too. Like, force fields around Hummers and stuff, so when people are in the, our, our armed forces are out there, that could actually protect them from a blast. That's what you're talking about, right? It's, that is crazy. Jim, Jim said it's because um, he was standing here when I read that one. Jim yes. said that it's like um, a counter explosion or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. That yeah. That's nutty. <laughs> uh oh. K Fraz is loose, folks. Watch out. It's all over with the crying now. So um, I'm hoping we're going to have a good uh, talk with uh, Micah tonight. Well, um, of course I, there's we also- are. Well, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that I know I was talking to you about that like freaks me out because I don't understand half of it. So I'm like, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be at the uh, the idiot tonight on the. I, I was gonna say, show. I think that you need to to say that differently because it doesn't freak you out. Like you don't think, oh my god, this woman's no, a freak. No, no, you no, just think, no. I don't know what this is. How do I hey, talk about? Hey, this? hey, I never said anything about her being a freak. I said it was freaking me out. Like in other words, I was like, you know, I'm a little, but I don't understand it. It's over my head. Like, how do I talk about it? Okay, I'm sorry. Well, like I, like I told you, I have been, um, I've known her for a few years, and I ask her crap all the time. Wait, yeah. what does this mean? What are you doing? Why do you do that? What is this? 
And does she and does she explain it pretty well so you understand it? She explains it incredibly well. And she's been on um back before it was Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark when it was just merely before the in the dark part. Oh. With yeah. with Rick and I she was on. And um people just loved her because she does explain things so well. She's a natural teacher and I I told you you're you're just gonna love her. This is why I really wanted you to be back this week, is because I think that while you think that it's gonna be all over your head and stuff, no, I think you're gonna be great. Yeah, and then see now now you got them all riled in the chat room because Dan says watch the word freak. I didn't mean freak as she's a freak, people. I meant it freaked me out. In other words, it makes me nervous. I'm 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 not understanding it. Okay, that's all I meant, man. Does everybody just chill? Okay. Every what I am say what I will say is that that everybody who meets her just absolutely adores her, and you will too. <laughs> All right, well, I'm looking for some adoring because I was reading some of the stuff. And one of the parts that I do say before we, we, we go to break was that uh, the balance between dark and light. Yeah, this is, I want, I've asked I want her to, about that a lot. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I want to touch on that because you know of my situation, and I want to understand this more because yes, it yes, does, absolutely. it's weird that it actually correlates to what I'm going through right now. Yes, so, and the other thing is that I, I know she does want to talk about is that she's she's um I and I Micah I'm going to get it wrong and I'm sorry but she's like the president of the uh, Pagan Pride here in the Puget Sound region and okay. so we haven't really had a lot of shows where we've talked about paganism so that might be kind of cool too yeah because I need to understand that too I don't understand paganism all the way so I need to I need to, oh look at she says but I am a freak. <gasps> Oh, thank so, God. Patty, Patty just, yeah, Patty just texted me and said, but she is a super cool freak. She's a super <laughs> freak, super what? freak. She's super freaky. She Whoa, is Karen. The girl's a super so freak. This is, this is Karen singing. We're just going to give her James. a couple. <laughs> and I was dancing. Nobody can see that part. The That's awesome. I like that. She's a Man, you really, you're really all pumped up tonight, aren't you, girlfriend? I like, I like Super Freak. I, you know, I like that old, that old <laughs> disco stuff from I know, Rick way James back when Rick James, head. he was groovy. All right, so before I embarrass the crap out of myself, which I probably have already done, so that's okay. Don't worry about it. Little damage. It's okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Little damage Talk. control. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to break. <laughs> to go into damage control mode. And uh, when we come back, we will have Michaela, and I am looking forward to talking to her. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with me, Karen Frazier, and the fabulous and talented Chucky G here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Later, super freaks. Hey, everyone. It's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. everyone, it's me, Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Frazier. We'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern for Paranormal Underground Radio. In the dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G. 
We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests. So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on hazyradio.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line... There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So parents, why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, in the asking you to please stop the text. And together, we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Kristen from the Enlightened Circle. Join us Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, where we'll feature great guests, enlightening information, and spiritual healing. If you have questions about or for the universe, the Enlightened Circle is where you want to be. Tuesdays at 10, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Babies, you got to just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into the great daylight as the sun arises right there in your heart. Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. you got to know. you got to get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. We are back with Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with my host, Karen Frazier, myself, Chucky G. That song was Speed of Light by Phil Crown. You're listening to the Hazy Radio Network, and we are about to bring on Miss Micah Rand. Miss Micah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm pleasure to be here. Thank you. This, is, and you. this is your first time on this format of show. You've been, what, like two or three <laughs> times on the other one? This is this is my third, well, the first time on this one, but yeah, yeah. Well, my third time on the radio. That's right. So, and I'm, I, so, I, I'm a little nervous, but that's okay. I'll get over yeah, it. Yeah, you'll be <laughs> fine. Yeah, yeah, you do great. You know what? You know what, Micah? We're all freaks here, so don't worry. We're all freaks <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so, so anyways... Go ahead, Chuck, was, Chuck was reading to me, we, we talked for about a half hour before the show, and he was reading, like, your list and your bio and stuff, and he kept saying, well, I don't know what that is. Well, I don't know what that is. Well, I don't know what that is. So I wonder, do you have an elevator pitch when people say, well, what are you? <laughs> well, it usually depends on the people that I'm talking to, really. Um, so if I'm in a pagan setting, I... Usually, just talk to them about whatever it is that they we ha- might have in common versus a whole spew because it is kind of hard to describe what I do, um, yeah. and and it's been hard to label myself. Let's call it that. Um, yeah, I, I, I when I when I was looking at it, I was like, I, I don't, I don't understand any of this. I mean, I understand some of it, but I'm like. I'm gonna need a little. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a little help here, you know, and uh, figuring out what some of the stuff is like. Because uh, I went to I, I went to your website and I was I was you know poking around because that's what I do when we have guests. <laughs> poke around, see what they're you know what they're about. Um, so all right, so how about you start really basic for us basic people like paganism? What is paganism? There's something real basic. How about that? that is that is pretty basic. So. Okay. Um, uh, Paganism is a tradition that people, well, a lot of times people think it's either devil worshiping or along the same lines as Wicca or Wiccan type um, religion. But really it's not. It's more about worshiping the earth. Uh, it, it runs along the same lines as Druid, as Druids do in my mind. Um, okay. But there's a lot of different styles of paganism. Uh, there's the Nordic type pagans there are uh earthbound pagans i mean there's just a it's it's an eclectic group of people who mainly worship the earth is what how i kind of see it okay now but but i always thought that wicca was kind of the same thing isn't it i mean in a way well it is but to me wicca has uh it's a it's an actual religion and it has a special path work that one must do to invoke their deities or create a spell. And I mean, I always give this story as though, um, you know, for Wicca, you need to have a, a green candle and a, a certain stone like a crystal. And it all has to be done at the stroke of midnight on a Tuesday to make their spells work. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, no disrespect to the Wiccan community at all. It's just that theirs is very, their way is very set 
on how they practice. Where okay. pagans tend not to have, or at least in my experience, they tend not to have that set way of practicing. You, I can go out and stand underneath the moon and think in my head uh, what I would like to accomplish for myself and make it so versus needing all that extracurricular things to make it work. Does that okay. make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. So it's a little, it's a, a little more fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing, you know, where you can kind of yeah, go out and, there and, and make it your own, you know, kind of. Well, thing. and people tend to involve more uh, er, elements of earth, like um, water, and although the Wiccan culture does too, it just seems like we do more outside type of activities versus the indoor type of rituals. So okay, all right, that makes sense. And, and what uh, Karen was saying is, uh, I I recently became the president of Central Puget Sound Pagan Pride. It's a there you go. Sorry about that. That's all right. That's a big mouthful. <laughs> it's it's quite a it's quite a prestigious um, position to have in our community. Okay. Uh, basically, what I do is I am the president of a nonprofit organization that brings pagans of all traditions together, and we create mm -hmm. an event uh, one time during the year that uh, we bring all pagans together, all ways, all walks, and we are there to do ritual and have music and entertainment and vendors and such. And it's really made for people who might be interested in becoming pagan or understanding it to come there and walk around and and feel what it's really like to have a community like that. So that sounds really it sounds really fun. I mean, like really community based too. It it is it is really fun. My part is not as fun. Last <laughs> year we had about seven hundred and fifty people, and uh -huh. um, it was a wow. one day event. So this year I've um, made it big. I want it to be big. So. I have a, we have a two day, it's August the 29th and the 30th, mm -hmm. and we are going to have a two day event, two floors of activities going on, and that's never been done. So I'm pretty wow. proud of the fact that I've, I call it expanding the circle, so I've kicked it up a notch. Well, so where, are you, where are you holding it this year? We're doing it at Freight House Square where we always do. It'll be okay. at the very end of Freight House Square in Tacoma, Washington. Okay. Um, and we have about 54 vendors coming and uh, a lot of name acts, uh, pagan musicians and such are going to be there this year, which we've not really had a lot of that in the past. So we're pretty pumped up. I've been, I fundraise, we've been fundraising like every other weekend. So that's always fun to come out and find us where we're fundraising at. So, yeah. Awesome. So now at the Oregon Ghost Conference next weekend, you're teaching a class on Saturday, right? Yes, I am. Saturday at noon. <laughs> what a good so, slot. <laughs> yeah, that is. What's the class? The class is going to be called Adding a Little Magic to Your Investigation. And that I will be um, talking about things that we can add to our paranormal equipment that not necessarily any uh, paranormal researcher would have. So I'm going to be talking about things like Ouija boards, seances, which are average things that people know about. But I'm going to talk more about dowsing rods, pendulums. Um, I'm going to bring in stones, the types of stones that we can use to enhance our communication or protect ourselves from uh, entities and spirits that are there. I'm going to have uh, talk about oils and herbs, 
all of those types. Yeah, of they work really well. <laughs> and I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I have a PowerPoint that I'll present. Um, <laughs> And I'm gonna bring uh, I'm gonna bring some things for people to try if they wanted to try it out and ask questions. So cool. we'll see how much we get done in an hour there. But yeah, well, and so I have to I have to pitch your your oils though because I've used two of them. You know what they are: the Breath of Spirits and mm-hmm. um, the Gypsy Gold Oil. Right. The Patty so, Valdez oil. The Valdez, <laughs> the Valdez inspired oil. Yes. So the Breath of Spirits. Um, you were there the first time I used it on the Turner Joy. Right. Would you say it worked for me? I would say it worked for all the four people who volunteered <laughs> to use it. It was uh, an amazing experience to watch them uh, go through that ship. So, yeah, it was really yeah. good. I, it was it was a nice trial run for me. So it really yeah. gave me it gave me the insight to see how well it really does work. So so I explain still, what explain what the breath of spirits is. So Breath of Spirit is an oil that has um, jasmine, cypress in it. Those are the main ingredients of it. Uh, those oils actually heighten our um, parasympathetic uh, nervous system. And what that does is then it makes us more open to receiving um, intuitional communication from things. So if you're somebody that really just don't does not feel spirits, you know, you're there, you're investigating, you're really just kind of the researcher kind of person, and you put this on, you may actually start to feel the energy of those spirits and actually be able to maybe feel them, hear them, um, and experience them much more deeper than you have in the past. So and if you're somebody who does experience spirits already, yeah. then it kind of amplifies that <laughs> a little. It really will amplify your experience. Yeah. And so now I kind of put a clause on it for some people because some people really are already very attached to it. And if they go and use it, it can just be an overloading experience for them Um, and bring them to really let them get very intertwined with that person's spirit. And you can actually I feel I can feel things from that uh, spirit that I probably would not have just felt on my own. So. It's I, amazing. I, yeah, I would agree with that. The experience that I had with that that guy who died in the turret explosion on the um, Turner Joy, it was very specific information. It was very emotional information. I think I, I, I kind of wandered out onto deck, and, and Micah followed me and was like, are, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's because a question. so much more. So. Well, there's a question in chat from Bobby. said, how do you deal with the funnel fundamental religious types they cannot accept they there are beliefs other those other than their own of course i mean how do you deal with that when we come across uh, that you mean other than tease my hair out and start spitting incantations no i'm just teasing uh, <laughs> wow that probably works well doesn't it bring <laughs> some right on board I, yeah, really. I uh for people that are like that i mean i really um I kind of take the what I call the better man stance, and what I do is really listen to what their fears are, because to me it's all fear-based as to why they don't um, want to know anything about what we do or why we do it, and I really will listen to that person and validate what's true uh, that they might say, which then kind of helps them de-escalate a little bit if I do validate them. I don't come at them all um, funky or 
I offer them opportunities to talk with me on a deeper level about specific things that they may want to talk about. And if I'm knowledgeable of it, some things I don't have the knowledge of. And I really just try to kind of turn it around and I'm a therapist. And so what I really like to do is turn it around and get inside their fear and figure out why they're fearful of what they have going on. And then I redirect it to that versus mm. turning it on myself, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, it well, makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So let's talk about that because that, that kind of goes into the, the one that I think the first time I met you, I was like, okay, explain to me how this works. The symbiotic vampirism right. because that's what you do is what you just explained right correct correct so yeah. if you if you google symbiotic psychic vampire you're going to see pictures of me <laughs> and a video that i made um writings that i've done on that and let me talk a little bit about what a psychic vampire does a psychic vampires that are knowledgeable that they are psychic vampires literally can feed off a person's life force. Uh, that's that etheric level that is around your body. They feed off that, meaning they don't come up to you and now have to bite you. They just need to be in your personal space and suck it in through sacral breath. Um, and that is what a, a psychic vampire does. Now, mind you, there's plenty out there that are what we call emotional vampires. Mm -hmm. Those are people that are very emotionally uh, needy people, and those people are draining your emotions. They're not draining your life force, although it feels like they're draining your life force, but really they're taking your emotional self away. So what a symbiotic psychic vampire does, because it took me a long time to figure out what the heck I really was able to do, um, is that I feel like I take away your negative emotions. When you're with me, I mean, people will walk up to me out of the blue and just start telling me stuff that they probably wouldn't have told anybody in their life. And they're standing there looking at me like, I don't know why I just told you all that, you know. <laughs> it's because I feel my spirit draws that negative emotional body away from you. And then mm -hmm. I take it in. And how do I take it in? I can take it in through my hands. I can take it in through breathing techniques I've mastered. Um, I can take it in through different ways of touching. And so when I take that in, then what happens is, is you feel lighter because you've gotten all this negative sludge off of you. And your life force then has room to be able to expand back to its maximum level. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I believe when we have too much negative stuff, it drains our life force on its mm -hmm. own. Now, do I have any scientific proof of all that? No, I don't have any scientific proof over that, but it is years of experience and what I know. So it's kind of like what a, a, um, a healer does when you're, they're in talking to you or holding your hand or rubbing your back if you're not feeling good. It's that nurturing piece of what that person's doing. So I think yeah. everybody, I think a lot of people can do it. I think just about mm -hmm. everybody can do it. It's honing it and understanding that you do it. It's just got a scary name, Psychic Vampire, attached to it <laughs> that kind of makes people like, ooh, <laughs> you're what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, exactly. And so that's why I asked you about it when I first met you because I think Patty told me, oh, well, she's a, she's a vampire. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to ask about this. <laughs> yeah, but like, then when you said it, it made sense. So what I want to know is can you do it at a distance or do you have to be in the presence of the person to do it? 
I, I can do it at a distance. Um, there are some that probably can't yet do it as a distance. But if, uh-huh. I know, if I know your face and I know you really, here's the deal, though. I have to know that you are willing to let me work with you. If I know you're willing to work with me and you're willing to accept the fact that I'm going to extract that energy from you, then you will be okay. It's when... It's ethically wrong for any psychic vampire, and I don't care who the heck they are, to go and take things without asking or giving you the knowledge to at least to know that you are being fed on. Um, so I think that's important. But yes, I can do distant work as well as I can do it in person. I'm much better in person, but I mm-hmm. can do both. So, yeah, because there's a reason why Karen asked that question. Uh, <laughs> it's and not about me because I'm going to see you next weekend. No, That's I, I can stop you there. I, That's I'm, right. I'm, going through, I'm going through some stuff right now, and I went through some really dark times uh, lately. I mean, very dark. Um, and I'm still and I'm still kind of there right now. So I, and I'm not really sure. I'm not I'm not 100 percent OK yet. You know, I, it's still pretty rough for me. So. I don't want to say too much about it, but I could just right. say that it, it was, I went to a very place people shouldn't go, you know? So, right. and I kind of go back and forth. So yeah, I probably could use something like that. Yeah. Well, and if you're out investigating, a lot of times we pick stuff up and we really don't realize we've picked things up. If it's not mm-hmm. personal and it's something you've picked mm-hmm. up from outside, mm-hmm. that's yeah. an attachment maybe, or mm-hmm. I call them little, uh, I call them little like dust mites that cling to yeah. our feet and our legs. They mm-hmm. cling to us all the time. It's just learning how to um, move those on by some some way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mine's more of a personal uh, home okay. nature, not a uh, you okay. know a investigation nature. So, yeah. but yes, that, it's very interesting. Maybe I'll have to talk to you then. That's right. <laughs> okay, so um. So Chad had a question. Um, he said, what are your thoughts on reincarnation? Um, my thoughts on reincarnation, I'm, I'm a big believer in reincarnation. Um, I, I believe that we come to this, to me, hell is skin. Hell is being in this body right at the moment. That's where hell is to me. And the um, I do believe that we can change, I believe in what we call... Um, walk-ins i believe people can change souls i believe a soul could leave if it wants to and another one can come in and occupy the skin if it wants to accept the path of what that skin has already accepted mm-hmm. um so i mean as to i will probably would want to know a little more about what he wants to know in general about karma but i do believe it exists mm-hmm. um I, there's been plenty of times I've actually literally walked souls, and Karen knows this, right to the light. <laughs> I was just going to ask you if you were comfortable telling that story. I still have the recording. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I'm comfortable telling it. I've actually had sure. another experience since that time. Okay. So it was a pretty amazing experience as to, um, and I, I feel like I've walked a lot of souls, but usually they were already on their deathbed and I was right beside them and walking them into the light is a whole different thing than being at an investigation where a soul sits on you and says and takes over your whole body and then is talking to somebody else in a whole nother voice. I mean, that is an amazing and experience. That, that dude was heavy. Yes, he was. And he yeah. was on me the minute we got there. <laughs> I know, I know. So, um, tell the go ahead and explain what happened there because that was yeah. So we went uh, SSPR. They usually call me out for 
um, different parts of investigations when they're more metaphysical experiences or if they think that I would be able to help with the person that is experiencing the paranormal events. Because sometimes people are what I call guideposts and they're going to experience more events than others because they're attracting those people. They're attracting spirits. They're like, I call them a guidepost in the sea of all of life. And souls are attracted to them. But we went to this investigation. We were, um, sit, I was sitting on the couch. I had Patty Valdez on one side. Karen was on the other couch. The woman that we were working with was on in a chair. And then we also have another person of the team that is a Lutheran uh, priest, preacher. And so... We walked in the house and we usually go, we went around all the rooms and I was, what I do when I go through a house is I walk through the house and I anoint all the corners of the windows and the doors with rosemary oil that I make and then I have a rattle that I've used for a very long time and I rattle all the spots in the house that feel real thick because what I call it is call it rattling the bones of the, of the place to get the spirits to move out of where they are. And when we first got there, I walked in and it was like I had this very heavy spirit like on top of me the entire time. And this spirit was a male energy and he just wanted me, he wanted me to get out kind of, out of the, out of the house. He, he wasn't interested in really talking to me at first. Mm-hmm. Um, he was more interested in speaking to our, the person who's the Lutheran uh, preacher, I is that, I think that's what she goes by. Melinda, but, she's a minister. Yeah. Was she wear? She was wearing her cleric, wasn't she? Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So, um, so he really was kind of identifying with her, and we sat down. We started to use the uh, ghost box and the voices to find out who it was that was there, and did a few other things. While I was sitting on the couch, I started to feel like I was. Um, I felt this really heaviness on my chest and I kept feeling like the spirit was literally trying to enter me. And I just, uh, usually I would be pretty good at being able to fight something like that off. It's not like I haven't had other negative or spiritual attacks in the past, but this Mm -hmm. one I could not, I could not avoid. He literally came into me and when I, when he came into me, I started to fall asleep. My, Kind of, my eyes rolled back in my head. I leaned back, and uh, from what I was told, I remember shaking violently on the couch. I started yes. shaking and stiffening and yes. crying, like tears were just pouring out of me because I could feel it going on, but I couldn't stop it from happening. And, and you're talking like this. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, he started talking through me. And he, my head turned right towards Melinda and was like, you need to walk me to the light or whatever it was. I don't even remember exactly everything that was said, but I know I looked at him. Patty grabbed my leg just to, you know, kind of keep me grounded um, and, and present in, you know, in my form. And then somehow we got her to come over and sit next to me and... I mean, kind of tell a little more, Karen, because I lose it from well, the Well, so Melinda came, and, Melinda came and sat next to you, and you were saying things like, what if I can't, what if I can't, and um, just, I mean, really, uh, it was, you weren't saying any anything that was a full sentence, but it was, mm-hmm. 
easy to understand from what you were saying the context of what it was, which was, what if I can't, what if I can't? I think it was, what if I can't cross over? I'm worried. Right. What's going to happen to me on the other side? And he was having all this stuff. Well, I had made some stuff that I called juju spray, uh, which is basically funeral herbs that are used to cross people over in different in different cultures. And so I handed it to Patty. Patty asked for it and she rubbed it on Micah's hand. And that was it. the minute he did that, didn't you say you felt blessed or something and then he went. Yeah, yeah, and then he went. So it was that he wanted that spirit wanted to be he was scared to cry. I remember now. The spirit was scared okay. to cross over. He was afraid of that he would once he got to the light he would be judged and he would not be allowed to go to heaven. And so he feared retribution. And that was the reason why he was so interested in Melinda, because he wanted her to uh, kind of, I guess, sanctify him and give him absolution. Yeah. yeah, give him absolution. So that way he would be able to go into the light. But that was a, an amazing experience, uh, a very amazing experience, though, to say the least. And then we went on to another investigation. <laughs> I know. So we're all trained by then. <laughs> In the place that has, in the place that had that one spot, and of course, that's right where my chair was, uh-huh. that one spot that when anybody would walk through the spot, they'd get this uh, splitting headache, and I just thought I had a headache. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, it was pretty, it was a pretty amazing day, never to say the last, but. Yeah. yeah, it was quite a day. So actually, we need to go to break. Um, okay. We have a question from chat. We'll ask it when we come back. You can stick around, right, Micah? Yes, oh, Absolutely. All right, guys, stick around. We're talking to Michelle Rand. We will be right back. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on the Hazy Radio Network. Are you looking for a show that puts the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show, Common Sense Paranormal. Or Paranormal Street Talk is what it's all about. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, Hazy Radio listeners. Do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Life in the Universe with Madeline Rudy, discussing paranormal happenings in everyday life with psychics, healers, and intuitives from all over the world. Call in to receive healing energy and balancing. Learn how to create the most fulfilling life possible from healers, intuitives, and life coaches to help you move along your path in life. That's Life in the Universe every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Only on the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, Doug, what you doing? I'm celebrating the new time slot for Periscope Uncensored. That's right. We're moving to 9-8 Central starting April 3rd. Yep, and with a party this big, we have to invite all of the Hazy Radio listeners. Uh... What was that? Oh, 
Oh, God, I think I partied a little too hard. Oh, Doug. Catch Periscope Uncensored Friday nights at 9, 8 central. Only on the Hazy Radio Network. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council.
Hello, this is Patty Valdez with South Sound Paranormal Research, and you're listening to Chucky G and Karen Frazier on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on the Hazy Radio Network. Hello, this is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. We have returned with the lovely Karen Frazier and the lovely McCarran. And of course, me too, Chucky G. You can't forget about the me. Lovely, the lovely, the lovely Chucky, Chucky G. That's, That's right. right. We're on the Hazy Radio Network, and we're having some very interesting talk. And I have a question. I have okay. a question. I okay. want to know this. All right. You've taught numerous, numerous. Okay. Let's try it again. Numerous. I can't say it. Numerous. Your there vocal, we go. Your vocal exercise. Lord. <laughs> I swear, people, I have not been drinking. Numerous yeah. classes on self shadow work. What yes. is that? Okay. Well, self, uh, self shadow work. Shadow work is the work. Is the part, uh, how do I want to say this? So the shadow is part of our spirit that we tend to not want to recognize. It's the things about ourselves that we might not like. And, or we try to keep them away from other people because they've judged us or they'll shame us or guilt us with that side of ourselves. So we tend to push that away, like in this, uh, maybe like a closet space or in your upper attic or whatever of your, of your body. And But we have to learn how to, in this lifetime, I believe that we have to learn what's called self-mastery. And we have to learn to accept all those different pieces of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't accept that part of ourselves, we really don't get the full lessons of what we need in this lifetime to be able to go on to the next level of what I would call karma and enlightenment. So Mm -hmm. it's important to... Go through that process with yourself to be able to understand those things about you that you might not like. Or maybe an experience that happened to you in this lifetime at a younger age that feels defines you in some way that really doesn't define you, but you've allowed it to define who you are in spirit, if that makes sense. So that is kind of what shadow work is, is getting into those pieces of yourself that you don't care for. Or you might like, but you're afraid to bring them out because you're afraid to be judged. Okay. Like my symbiotic psychic vampirism. <laughs> you know, to put that out there and say it out loud and expect, you know, to hear everything and then be afraid to get tied to a cross and burned at the stake or whatever. I mean, you kind of got to be able to put all those pieces together to get through that. Okay. And, and I have a special techniques that I use with clientele when they work with me one-on-one to be able to do that. So okay. it's what I call, it's what I call mere therapy. Gotcha. And I think they found Bob's question too, Karen, just so you see it. I know I have the hiccups. I'm trying to, that's okay. You want me to cover it? I could do it. Yeah. All right, all right. And it says, uh, Bob was asking in the same, uh, we were talking about entities and stuff earlier um, mm-hmm. in the same light. Are, are is that are non-human entities evolving as humans are to get back to the, to the, to the creator. Is it uh, um, for that question? I, I would I would say to me, yes, they are. That's their reason why they're still lingering. I believe that's why they still linger around on this uh, around with us is that they're trying to finish off those last things that they need to do to be able to walk into the light to because to me, the light is where we go back into the one source consciousness 
That's what I believe, that we walk back into that one source consciousness to then be ready to be recycled back into the skin again to get the lessons that we're learning. And okay. I don't I don't know maybe that, I mean, because I don't have enough experience yet to know whether they really are doing that, staying and lingering because they don't know that they're dead or like the guy Chuck that was or I think his name was Chuck the one that channeled through me it's like he knew he was dead he just was scared to go to the light so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah because I think yeah because I think part of Bob's question the first part I think was uh it, it was like do not do non-human entities reincarnate in their in the dimension that they uh, dwell in you know what I mean do they reincarnate there or so I guess uh, that was part of the question too. I, I do they reincarnate into the dimension where they are now? Mm -hmm, I guess yeah. I'm trying. I guess I'm trying to figure out the questions. Yeah, so. I guess it's like you know we we when we reincarnate we re we we come back here in some s different form as reincarnating. So in their dimension, whatever they're at, does it work the same way, or do they you know like because you know I, it looks like to me like people. Uh, or entities, souls, whoever can move from one dimension to another, come here, earthbound, out in the universe, you know, different, different areas. So do they, in their own way, wherever they are, do they reincarnate the same way we do? I guess that's kind of the question, I think. I, I, I guess I, I wouldn't be able to answer that question because I don't really know that for a fact. I mean, I've not, mm -hmm. I've not experienced soul work that, that deep. I mean, maybe when right. I die, I'll come back to the show and then. <laughs> And you'll tell us? All right. You can contact us on Facebook. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. That seems to be where all spirits are talking yeah. now is on Facebook. Yeah, so you can I, just don't, do that. I don't have enough experience in that in that world, really, that I could really give a good answer to that. So, Okay, gotcha. Um, now, is, there's another one that was on here um, that I kind of understand. I, I kind of understand hoodoo versus voodoo. Hoodoo so can voodoo you, yeah, hoodoo, hoodoo does a voodoo. So can you kind of like explain what hoodoo is for people who don't know? Okay, I I, I'm sure you can. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so um, voodoo is a very organized religion that is, well, they're both kind of, but really to me, voodoo is an organized religion that is practiced. Um, basically, it... Each one is of a different strain depending on where the culture came from. So voodoo is more from Caribbean uh, type where um, slaves were brought to America. They were forced to become Christians. They really weren't allowed to practice. So they created a whole line of spiritualism for them to be able to practice. And that was voodoo. Um, voodoo has different things in it that people aren't really, uh, we're not really used to, like, um, it's more about the self to me, where you work on, um, things of what you want for personal gain, like making someone fall in love with you or, uh, or making someone disappear and, and those kind of things. It's a, it's a little more, uh, egocentric. Uh -huh. of a type of Chuck religion. looks frighteningly interested in the making someone disappear. <laughs> Did you notice the expression on his face? Yeah. Can I oh, get the scary. recipe for that? You get the recipe remember, for that. Just email remember, it to me. Everything comes back to you times three. So just oh, yeah. well, so you disappear you three times. Right, never right. mind then. Just scratch the whole idea. You took all the fun right out of that, didn't you? Go on, Mike. Um, go on, Mike. So to me, and hoodoo for me is, is hoodoo is about um, adding little different things to what you do to 
increase its power. That's kind of how I see it on a real basic level is that I will add other things like, so, um, there's different types of oils. They use, we use a lot of spells in jars and honeys. And the goal there is still kind of along the same lines as voodoo. It's a little more self centered where you're making, you want someone to fall in love with you or you, uh, you know, you want to do harm to another or you want to keep people away. So mm-hmm. it's just the different types of, um, ways you go about creating that spell work is the difference. Now, that not, yeah, that makes sense. Now, if I, like, say, for instance, I, I knew someone, I said, gee, I want them to have a love spell. Would that come back threefold for me then? Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm just, oh, come on. <laughs> well, why is that? No, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, okay, so, so wait, 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 wait. So okay. it's, if I do something bad, oh, yeah, that's going to come back threefold on me. But if I do something nice and wonderful, that's not going to come back threefold? Why, why is no, that? Yeah, yes, well, it would karma. Back, it, yes, it would come back to you threefold if you did something asking. good. If you uh-huh. did something well, yes, it yeah. would. Yeah, okay. I like if I said, it was the way you said it. Was Wait, that, okay, what? so what if I it kill someone, but then I save a life? Am I good? Even? No. Oh. I mean, why see? would that? You wouldn't see that. I would never see that as even. I would see that oh. as though <laughs> you did something <laughs> bad, and then now you're doing something good. I mean, Karen, you want to share with us? You want to share with us or what? You know, no. For I me, it's have... like okay, like my friend. Oh, they're sad. I want them to be happy. Let's put a love spell on them. Then it wouldn't come back threefold to me. Like someone would love me three times, or three different people would love me, or I don't know. He you know. love you long time. I, I, I believe Taylor. that it would come back to you, but probably not. To be honest, I believe it would come back to you, but not come back to you as love. I think it would come back to you in some other form of something for yourself that you might need. So it would, it would, so it's like paying it forward. If you go out and you give a a individual uh, money, it doesn't mean you're going to get more money back, but what you might get back out of that is, you know, who knows what you might have. Something else might happen to you along that way. So to me, that's the karmic piece of it. Yes. Well, yeah, that's. So Nancy, Nancy wants to know if what you're describing is Santeria. Yes, absolutely. When it comes to the when it comes to the hoodoo part of it, yes, it would be more in lines of Santeria. Yes, I don't see Santeria as much as voodoo as uh, others do. There's just so many different strains of those types of practices, and everybody practices things very differently. On whether on what they use, it is what they end up using in their spell work that defines that, and it also is the incantations that they use, how they say the spell, and the gods that they choose to represent them during that time frame. So, you know, when when I listen to you guys, I am like such a newbie. <laughs> That's all right. At least, just, no. at least you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not in the corner crying or something. Oh my god! I don't know what they're talking about. You know, no, I'm, 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 I'm trying to take it in. No, it's very, it's very, it's very interesting. So go ahead, continue. Uh, we on, talk- the, on the lines of the gods that they were, so yeah. it would depend on the deities that you want to believe in. There's a lot of different deities. Let's just say uh, underworld. Let's say if we wanted to worship something in the underworld or we wanted to send blessings to people that have passed on. You, If you're Wiccan, you would maybe worship Hecate, the goddess 
of the crossroads. If you were Nordic and you believed in the Nordic traditions, you would worship a goddess named Hela. So if you there, so each one, there's a completely different set of gods and a name, but they do this fundamental same things that each one would do. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know which one I would go for because I don't really know, but I mean, <laughs> which one I would go for. Yeah, <laughs> this the, one, look, this the, one looks good. What's the best DT to go for? Let's roll the dice, folks. No, I don't. I, I don't. We, we, have some, we have some chat questions. Some of okay. them we've moved on for, so we're going to kind of do a little circling around. So Crystal okay. wants to know, do you also work with people who focus too much on their shadow to the point of negativity? If so, how? That was a good question. It is a good question. Yes, I do. I will work with that. There are people who out there who will get consumed by their own negative stuff. Um, actually, I'm working with somebody right now that uh, has that going on, that they're so introspective that they lose perspective of what they're actual what they're actually trying to accomplish. They've gone so far into their dark stuff that they can't get themselves back out. See, oh. for me, that's where I believe that person needs shamanic work. That okay. person needs time to uh, really sit down and look at the path work that needs to be done. That's where I take people into what's called, I call it mirror therapy. And a little taste of that that anybody would want to do is you write down the good things that you like about yourself in the mirror and you write the negative things about yourself in the mirror. You get, don't look now, once you've written that down, don't look at those positive things no more. Now only focus on those list of negative things. And then what you do, I have people do is I have them kind of rate that negative, the reg, negative things about themselves that they don't like the most. And whatever one is the number one piece is the one I start to work with them on. Some people have this big long list, but if you have somebody that's working with you, a lot of those things can kind of get checked off easily. But what, say you have your top thing that you don't like about yourself or don't like or whatever in your shadow work. Then what I have you do is then break that down. What's good about that and what's negative about it and how does it impact you? Well, no longer then will I focus on the good. We'll focus down to the nitty-gritty piece of that negative work and what that all entails and kind of work around that. So... Uh, it, it is, it's a, it's a lot of work for somebody to do that work because they've got to really want to be honest with themselves and really face that thing. Mm -hmm. I think people that are stuck in their negative, they're over and over and over and over negative. They're really not working on themselves. They're really kind of just like a dog chasing their tail round and round and round and round. And they need someone to come in and actually do that shamanic type work with them. That's mm -hmm. what I believe. Okay. It, it needs it needs a direction. Mm -hmm. So Nancy wants to know: Can you explain free will? And I'm guessing it's in um, relation to what we were talking about with like the uh, the things coming back threefold and, and things like that, uh -huh. or, or maybe the hoodoo spells and or the hoodoo oils and like using a hoodoo oil to make somebody fall in love with you. But where does their free will come in? I, I see for me, I mean, I don't believe that you can make somebody fall in love with you, to be honest. I don't here's, either, yeah. Here, here's, here's my perception. Here's my perception of that. My perception of that, and maybe it'll answer her question. My perception of that, I want this person to fall in love with me. So I will then 
have to gain and say I put this oil on me or I put it on them. When I put it on them, what I'm doing is I'm allowing this exchange of energy to occur between us that I wasn't letting occur before. So what I've done is I've granted myself the authority to be okay with it. I believe everything that we do when we look at it and we embrace it and we accept it and we're okay with it, it tends not to stop us anymore like a barrier, right? Mm -hmm. So that when I put that oil out there, then what I do is I will change my mannerisms because I no longer am clouded in my head about what I'm thinking about it. Before I would think, oh, I can't get that person because... Uh. They wouldn't be interested in me, blah, blah, blah. So I'll do a little spell. Maybe they, then I'm going to think that they will be interested in me. So things I would do is maybe look nicer. I might dress nicer myself. I might be a little more flirty. I might be a little bit more open with what, how I speak. Well, that creates that. Maybe that's the free will that we're talking about. Okay. Is that then that person would be interested in me because I now have changed the chemistry between us. But that only occurred because I allowed it to, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I see it. Yeah. So, so like with, I know we were talking about it at break, but just really quickly as an example, I want to see if I understand this. So with the gypsy gold oil that uh -huh. we talked about, um, I got it from you last year. We, my son was headed to college. We had saved no money for him. He, you know, was going to live on campus. We're talking 20. I had just discovered, I believe that it was going to cost about $25,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And so I got the oil and I started using it. And so what the oil did was empowered me to think more positively about money so that I could draw it to me through, Abs through absolutely yes magnetism. Okay. Yeah, it's it's that's the spell. The spell is is mm -hmm. that you enchanted yourself to be able to open yourself up to the power of belief and then you started allowing things to come into your mind or your consciousness that then allowed you to expand that out. So uh, that's okay. what I believe real spell work really is. Spell work mm -hmm. isn't, isn't that you're going to get this little bottle of oil and pour it on your head and you're going to walk away a millionaire. That's not really what's <laughs> no. going to Darn. It's, it's empowerment. It's empowerment. It's, that's what spells do. They empower you to go get what it is you want or say you want to repel somebody. Well, maybe before you weren't able to say no to this person and now you put this oil on and now all of a sudden you feel strong inside because what it's done is it's activated your will. And now you're able to tell that person, you know, no, well, maybe you wouldn't have been able to do that before. So, so I don't have to stop showering. No, you don't have to stop showering. <laughs> now, now, I have a question about this when you're talking about the oils and all that. Okay. So, um, I asked this, I was just going to ask it. So, are the oils really what's doing it, or is it your belief in it that's doing it? I believe it it's both. both. I believe it's both. Okay. Um, because oils and herbs do have powers within themselves. Okay. Uh, let's just go, for instance, when we were talking about the um, when we were talking about the gypsy gold oil, the gypsy gold oil um, has, you know, money in it. It has uh, I'm trying to think of now. It's been a while since I've made it and all the stuff that's actually in it. But the oils that are in it help draw that type of thing, that kind of stuff to you. And the 
So I don't even know what I'm really saying, but they actually empower the herbs empower it also. So okay, all right. So it's so it's both. You're saying it's both. It's it's I, it's the 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 makeup of the oils and such, and also uh, the belief. It's the, the power of the two that actually make what happens. Yes, that's what I believe. Absolutely. So so if I use the oil and I thought. And my every thought was, well, this isn't going to work. This is stupid. I don't believe in this. This is crap. Then okay. it's probably not going to empower me, right? Right. But that doesn't okay. mean it won't work. That doesn't mean it won't work. Because you don't need both things to make it work. What might happen is is that you use the oil and think, oh, hell, this stuff ain't going to work. Whatever. I'm not lucky like that. And then you walk down the street and you find two pennies on the ground. That would then be proof that you then got that you would then have received uh, money, right? Yeah. We don't look at, what happens is, is we don't really look at the coincidences and the synchronicity that happens because in our mind we have this preset, I'm going to pour this on my head, I'm going to walk into the, I'm going to walk in, I'm going to put a money in a slot and I'm going to get this large amount of money. That might not be what you're due. That might right. not be what you're due. So you're only going to get what you're due to get. And, and the, the rest is just trying to control the universe. Correct. Okay. Oh. That makes uh, that makes total sense to me. Mm -hmm. I understand exactly what you're saying because when you're attached to a specific outcome, that's you're not, when you're disappointed. Right, because you you probably won't end up getting that because that's yeah. not what you're really do. Yeah, yeah, it does. You have to have the belief in just what the, the generality of the belief, what you're talking about, and using that with the oils and such, and then and then it'll come to you and whatever is due to you because two people could do the same thing and one will be different than the other. Exactly, that's exactly right. I will tell you that with the, with the gypsy gold oil, I personally, out of my salary, have paid Tanner's college for the year. That's awesome. So, yeah. But, so I, what, it, what it did, what, it, what I'm fathoming, what I'm thinking that it really did was that it inspired you to do things more that you might not have done before. Mm -hmm. You know, it might have inspired you to write another book that you wouldn't necessarily have written. It might have inspired you to believe in yourself a little bit more about something else that in your shadow work was making you feel weak and not able to accomplish that goal. It removed that barrier or helped build yeah. something up so you could then surpass that piece. And then what you did Absolutely. is you started looking at the you started looking at all the things that were coincidences that become synchronicity. And when we start to follow that very synchronistic path, path of life, things keep coming to us in abundance. That's the power of belief. Mhm. Mm so hopefully I answered that free will. Yeah, question. no, that that absolutely that. But you, what you just said, just absolutely makes sense because you know I I had been laid off from my job back in two thousand eight and went freelance and I've never I and I never really thought I always my belief was well I'm just not going to make that much money with it and it was seriously as soon as I started using the and I was doing some affirmation and stuff as well right, right. and visualization and stuff but as soon as all of that came into sync that was when all of those barriers that belief that oh I can't do this freelancing went away I mean and it was what six seven years that I'd held on to that mm -hmm. wow. yeah it's like yeah. a wait yeah well yeah I mean negativity is pretty 
powerful thing in itself, you know. So, I mean, exactly. I mean, it, it is like a rubber band around our soul that holds us in place. It's like we run with this rubber band around us and it won't allow us to move any farther than we are. It decreases our life force, literally, yeah. and it takes away from our our abundance and our ability to believe in ourselves. So, uh, I mean, uh, so here, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so uh, on that note, yin and yang, positive and negative. Good and bad, but don't we need a little of that to balance or Absolutely. no? No, we do. We need that to balance because if we didn't have both sides of that, so when you do your shadow work, I'm not saying that you want to make that shadow work go away. It's not going to go away. You're going to peel off one layer, like I've said before, and then you're going to peel off another layer, and you're going to keep peeling that layers off of of all the lessons that we need throughout life. But... I'll get back to the yin and the yang, but we do need both parts of us to be balanced. And that is the work that is the hardest part of the work is balancing it. Most of us are afraid to look into the dark part of ourselves and pull it out, accept it, embrace it, and be okay with it. And once you're okay with it, it's amazing how easy it is to let it go. So anything that you're trying to over control, you're never really in control it's a it's a thought in your imagination that you're in control of it. You have to embrace it, in my opinion, is what I teach people. Accept it, and then it goes away on its own because you no longer are trying to fight against it, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, what makes you, sense. What you look at disappears. What you resist persists. What you exactly. look at disappears. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah, believe so, that's what I believe. That's part of the medicine work too. that I talk about. That is yeah, so, yeah. okay. It's balancing it out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you think about it, um, like if you if there's a dark corner and you're afraid of what's in that dark corner and you never go and look in that dark corner, it becomes a thing, right? Right. But once you shine your light in that corner and see that there's like really, it's just a corner, uh-huh. then it goes away. It, right. It's it's kind of this. I mean, it's analogy, but but it's true. That is the true analogy. And it just depends on what tools you use to g- allow yourself to look in that corner. Do you need a oil to do that? Do you need a shaman to shake a rattle over that? Do you need a therapist to sit on the couch and you pay him $125 to make you believe you can do it? I mean, it just really depends on what is it that will motivate your soul to believe that that is what you're actually wanting to work on. So, mm-hmm. And I, re- I read this thing where you're ta- you talk about energy slash chakra blockage. So uh-huh. it's kind of all, it's, this is all kind of in the same vein. It is, right? yeah. it is all in the same kind of realm. It all runs hand in hand, those working on all that different. Uh, all your seven, you have seven different chakras on your body and where they are and how they're spinning, whether they're mm-hmm. stopped or whether they're spinning around fully. It really just depends on what you have going on within your life also and how those things are affected. So. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, all right, so when something dark c- comes upon you, I mean, it, it, it can be really, I mean, I know personally that it can just be, uh, enveloping. You know what I mean? It can be so enveloping that, you know, at some time, at some points I feel like I, there's no way to break through it. You know what I mean? There's just no way, you know, like I, I've gotten to a couple of those points where it's just like, just let it happen, you know, kind of a thing. Um, right. and then for some reason, I don't know what happens, but then I just kind of go, I don't know if it's my willpower or my thought process or whatever. I just go, no, you know, what are you, what are you doing? You know what I mean? But yeah. it can be a pretty powerful thing, you know. It 
It is. And that's that time frames in people's lives is called what we call the dark. It's called the night of the dark soul. That is there is a time in our lives that we're going to have to face that dark side of ourselves, whether we want to or not. It's going to keep making things happen like toxic people keep coming into our life or we're going to keep drinking more or we're going to start using other drugs or whatever it is that keeps us in this numb state of mind. But that will continue to persist. And when that does you you become consumed by that energy and it takes you down like almost like a depression but once you yes. start to work your way through it because you finally hit your bottom i say hit your bottom and then you're sick of being yeah. sick yes <laughs> you'll yeah start that's exactly to, it. yes you'll start to change the way yeah. you're feeling and then you'll get yourself out of it but it takes that synchronicity and something to make that happen and what is it it's ritual it's um something new. Uh, maybe it is just simply sniffing an oil. I mean, it can be that simple to move someone forward and to kind of wake up the consciousness. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where where, where mine lies because it's like I'm 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 kind of there, you know, but kind of not there yet. So I don't really have the it's, particulars to. It's still pretty yes. new, Chuck. I mean, yes. you're you're gonna you know you're gonna go through it for a while, but it'll be okay. You're better okay. than you were a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's good. This, that, yeah. That's true. That's true. You are. You're so better than you were a week ago. Well, thanks. So, so what's Hera line? Hera is it Hera line Hara. alignment? Hara. Hara line alignments. What are right, those? What's that? So your Hara line is a line that runs through your emotional body. When you first, when I'm looking at a person, you have your body, your regular skin. Then along around that is your etheric level and then over top of that is what's called the hara line that is your hara is your emotional body that surrounds your outside of you and okay. so there's a line within that body within your body that actually really kind of runs real deep between the throat to about where your legs meet up and that is mostly envelops your heart chakra, your will chakra, your sacral chakra. And those have to be, um, they need to be all spinning in a correct direction or in alignment is what I call it. And when I do that type of work, what I'm doing is I'm working to align your emotional body so it doesn't seem chaotic or um, full of extra energy or asleep. That kind of thing. Okay. Uh, I, I think Bob has another question in chat. Oh, here it is. All right. Do you think our spirit guides use certain negativity to help us make life choices to go on the path we came? Oh, and I just lost it. Came upon. Uh, sorry. He basically oh, okay. what he wants to he wants to know yes. is if, yeah, if spirit to learn, guides yeah. blow up your life sometimes because you aren't doing yeah. what you're supposed to. That's I, I a really that. good question, Bob. I, it is a very good question, and, and I would say to me, yes, our spirit guides do guide us down that down that path wow. because they our life is about in skin. It to me, it's about learning lessons. Yep, we have to get those lessons. So if you're constantly avoiding a lesson that you need to get, something's got to push it up underneath you to make it so you will have to face it at some point. I, I'm. I'm feeling tonight is like Chuck's. Like I should be do laying you, on the couch. Do you see? Tonight. Do you see Dude. why I told you you needed to do this show tonight? Oh my Chuck? god! Like it's totally. It's it's freaking me out. Yes, I you, said. You freaking thought it was me. me out. You thought it was oh, me being selfish. No. 
Because everything's like. I was going to say, be glad I'm reserved because we're on the radio. I can pick up a lot of stuff and a lot of subtleties in voices and um, in mannerisms, the way people act, the way so, they hold themselves. And so yes. when I do that kind of stuff, I mean, I can really see more deeper into a person than they think that you can actually see into them. So, so there's so stuff no, that just, you do. So you're saying you're seeing deeper into me than I'm I'm putting out. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. We're on the radio, so. <laughs> Thank God for that, folks. Oh. So she finds me on Facebook later and goes, we need to talk. <laughs> oh, no, I'll just send you the work. <laughs> Here's what you need to do. Okay. I did, okay, I did that yeah. I, I think That's it was fine. one of the last times I was on the show before Rick Hale was on the show, and um, he had some stuff that he was working on, and he kind of just uh, only glimmered over it a little bit, and so I sent him, <laughs> I sent him some stuff that I wanted him to do and get, and so that was kind of neat. Okay, All it's right. it's how it's how she do it. It's what Micah does. It's the hoodoo of it. It's the hoodoo that she do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I see you have a lot of educational videos like on YouTube and stuff, right? On your um, I only have one that I personally made, um, but I do have a huge collection of videos for many different types of things that I work on a, a lot with, um, whether it be my favorite is working with people and using the Siglio uh, frequencies. I really like using those on people or having them use them to help open up chakras and open up spaces within the soul. I do like using those. And they're just basically informational things like for other kin, for people who are awakening, psychic vampires, for people who are spiritually awakening. I have those types of videos. So... It's nice when you look at the video because then you can kind of realize you're not going insane versus that there really is something going on and it's just putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah, that's the thing I've been trying to work on because, you know, it, like, like when I was talking with Karen, it's, just, it's the same thing. It's like I was like, you know, everybody says that I am uh, th that I have psychic abilities um, uh, and then do I really? And I, I worked with June Lundgren for a while and she helped me. Um, and, uh, you know, I work with my intern, Nancy Laporta, and of course, Karen helps me too, and, and my friend Cal from uh, Canada. So it's a, it's a process, but I'm still, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm trying to be better and do better, but I'm still kind of like, you know what I mean? On the fence a little bit, as Karen puts it. Right. Might be the nice way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm on the fence. I just need to, I just need to, I guess, I don't know. Accept uh, feel it. more the, yeah accept feel more it. the yeah. it's just uh -huh. be okay with it that's all you have to do is is be open to that you yeah. are sensitive to things and allow those things to come through and when you get that thing comes through and it registers in our brain and our consciousness then be okay with it just accept that it happened try not to tear it into a jillion pieces and then put it back together in our own form and sometimes mm -hmm. that just makes sense on its own yeah, because I'm 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 very logical on how I think, and you know, being a paranormal investigator at first, always, you know, when I when I was when I started in this field, um, so yeah, I, I always try to dissect everything, and I'm always told stop he's he's that. a sensey. I keep telling him that you need to just experience in the moment, and you can think about it later. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's me. Stop trying to overcomplicate it. Well, I, you know, I get it because I did the same thing. And, and, um, I would say that, yeah. And I would say that Mishael has been one of my teachers. I mean, I've learned a lot from you and from a lot of, a lot of other, well, thank you from a lot of other people as well, because it's, it's, it's a process and you, you find teachers wherever you, Wherever you go, I mean, what is it they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear? Yeah, that's right. And the other part is just believing in the self. I mean, is that you have, it's a, we all have this gift. It's just allowing it to come through. We've been trained from very young children to not believe in our, our, extra sensory powers we're told if just think about a time maybe if you were a kid and you know you didn't like this person that kept coming over to your parents house but and you'd say oh I don't really like them or you'd shy away from and your parents would be like no 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 it's okay it's okay it's okay well they would then dumb down your sixth sense and so we then tend to doubt that intuition in ourselves and when we doubt it it makes it very hard to accept it when it is starting to come through and currently in the spiritual heavens we're really going to start feeling this whole new age of aquarius possibly type thing where we're all the earth and everybody else to me is being pushed to a whole new level and I think we're all going to start to really awaken spiritually. It's part of our evolution as souls. So, so do you uh, think that when, as that happens, that the world's going to become less shitty of a place? Pardon me. I mean, that's the that would be the hope. I mean, the hope would be that if everybody could kind of expand their mind and find peace within themselves, they would stop the toil. But um, you know, I mean, also we're human, and will that happen anytime in our lifetime? I don't know that, but could it happen over, you know, centuries? Sure, anything's possible. It is just how do we keep pushing to make that energy occur? You know, do we have yeah. 99% of us, are we still the ones pushing to make those changes? So we're just starting that. I mean, yeah. the, co- the cosmos and the consciousness is really just starting to awaken in, in, in the world. So now, Bob, now there's another question by Bobby. He said, "Do you think spirit guides get together to bring two people together to help one another?" I mean, isn't it the same as like so people that are like have soulmates, where you can have several? Like I'm told, you can have several different ones in a lifetime. Absolutely. There's to me, there's different levels of soulmates. So there are um, there are cause there are karmic soulmates. Those soulmates mm-hmm. you, we have walked with in past lives. And maybe we have some kind of karmic connection to them and we need to continue. We have to work with them to get the lesson. Sometimes it's not such a good lesson. Sometimes it's a really hard, painful lesson. Sometimes it's an amazing thing. They come into our life and our life gets better. Those are what I call karmic soulmates. They're meant to help you grow evolution-wise in your soul is to expand. Then there are what people believe are called twin flames. Twin flames are two souls that have been together in past lives that come together this time, and they inspire each other to continue to con- continue to grow. Most times those are not tragic. Yes, it can end tragically eventually, but they're usually those relationships are not tragic relationships. Usually those relationships are very mutable relationships that the people seem to work things out as they continue to go through all the different uh, challenges in life. They kind of push each other upward to... Like you and Patty. 
Exactly. Like me and yeah. Patty. Grow to the better and best human that you possibly can be. You know, she might not like everything I do and all the stuff, and I might not understand everything that she's doing, but it doesn't matter. So we just continue to push each other's best interest up at what we do like in each other. And so that's yep. kind of what I call a twin flame thing. So to Bob's question, yes, I agree that so you are drawn to spirits that are going to help you continue to evolve spiritually within this lifetime. Cool. Well, Micah, we have come to the point that we call shameless self-promotion corner here on the show. Right. Uh, I think you know how it works because you've done it before. So where can people find you? Uh, you know, where are you going to be? What do you have coming up? Go for it. Okay, so to find me, I have my own website again. I'm on silvermoonmedicine.com. Uh, you can find me there. You can contact me on Facebook. Um, that's the easiest places to find me at. And pretty much I friend everybody unless you don't like me, and then I let you unfriend yourself. Um, so... I tend not to really focus on individuals per se as I do more the masses of people. I, uh, if you get on my Facebook, you definitely can find out where I'm at every weekend. I'm usually out doing readings uh, with Central Puget Sound Pagan Pride. We offer desserts and divinations, which we charge people $10. It goes towards the pagan event, and we do a 10th. 10 or 15 minute reading. I have different readers that do that kind of stuff. If you want private sessions from me, you can write me and we do private work, um, hands-on private work. Uh, so I'm pretty easy to find. If you put Michelle Rand in the internet, you're going to find me pictures and all. So I'm not too hard to track down. All right. Well, it's always great to have you on the show. I'm looking forward to a, uh sitting at a table next to you next weekend. We'll have a good time. Me too. I'm pumped up. I've got all my goodies. I know. I need to work on making some more voodoo dolls. I don't have enough of those. So okay. I, that'll be my, this week I start school and I need to make, get my uh, dolls done. So God, you're so busy. You're in school. You're doing the pagan pride thing. You've got all of your other stuff. You I have know. grandchildren. You're busy, busy lady. I like it. I need that to continue to recycle all the energy that I consume. It's a must. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. And you know, you're always welcome here anytime. You just let Cheryl know and we'll get you on. All right. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. guys. All right, thank you. Have a good evening. Thanks. I'll see you next weekend. Yes, you will. See you then. All thank right. You. Bye. 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 All right. So Chuck, do you see, do you see why? Yes, yes, I see. You, we're on the yeah. radio. You can't nod. You have to speak out loud. <laughs> I'm trying to be very, you know, introverted. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, it, I just have to say this: if, if if someone put oil on me, I'd like you to. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, it's true. Slather a little oil on me, and I'm your buddy. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. What? Uh, so I just I just feel like so did that help you do you do you feel like maybe yeah. this this is taking you somewhere that you need to go yeah yes it, yes it is it's um <laughs> what I what I find with this is I have to let I have to let my mind or or my soul or whatever you want to call it I have to let me 
just let it happen. Like what's happening, I got to quit fighting it, and I just have to let it happen and and work along with it and 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 make it be the best thing for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, I absolutely. It makes sense. I, you know, we've we've all been there for various things in our life, and mm-hmm. you know, I've had my life implode several times because I refused to listen to what I was supposed to be doing, and at mm-hmm. the time, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And within a few months, it was like woohoo. This is the best thing that ever happened to me. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping I'll get that woohoo moment. Right now, I'm still in the the dark dark side. It's okay. You can let yourself experience that, though, too. I mean, because because you don't you don't appreciate the sweet without the bitter. That's true. That's true. But you know, I I mean, I'm I'm still kind of like here. So once another week, and I'm not that 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 larger change will come. I then know. it'll be interesting to see how I, I go about that. And that. That's the part of the thing I'm afraid of is that because that's going to be the bigger change. Yeah. Uh, and then that's going to really test me to see how well I do. Well, you know, your old pal Karen is just a Skype away. So. Yes, I know. I know. Or or a plane ticket, $300. Oh, and, yeah, and, I, and I have Nancy. She calls me like all the time and yeah. was checking me at work today because I, yeah. I couldn't text and Cal's freaking out. And I'm like, I'm at yeah. work. I'm okay. You know? So, yes, it's nice. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, like business stuff. All right. Cheryl. Cheryl. I'm here. Should we pay some bills? (laughs) Just kidding. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) We should. You know what we should do is. um, What? Is thank uh, Micah for coming on because that was outstanding. And our chat room is just like going crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just saying what a great show, fantastic. Dan is even at a loss for words. I mean, wow, and that never happens, Dan. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. No, it just it just does not happen. But friender on <laughs> Facebook, dude. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, thank you so much. I also wanted to um, try and pronounce the song that we had at break because I forgot to tell Chuck what it was called. Yes, um, it's called and Chuck. I don't know if you know how to pronounce this, but El- Elegia Balkanica. By Elogia. Yeah, that's of course a... he would know exactly how. Sure, to that's perfect. Yeah, you got it right on the dime there, Cheryl. Oh, perfect. Thank Beautiful. You. Thank you, um, Chuck. So, so <laughs> I don't know how we're going to talk this week, but I don't do know, have, man. Do we have plans to? I mean, what 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 do we have coming up? Coming up on the show next week. Yeah. No, just like in life. Yes, on the show. I'm so sorry. Well, yeah, well, um, in life too, but you know, yes, on the show. In life first. too, yeah. If you want to talk about something, talk about sure. Yeah, 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 we're good. No, no, let's talk about the show. The show okay. next week, we are going yes. to have a super fantastic show, April 9th, with Mr. Jay Verberg of Sci Fi's oh! Ghost Mine. My buddy's coming. I know. Well, he found I love out that, that man. It, I, I, he found out that you were my co host, and he was like, I'll come back on. <laughs> He wouldn't he's before, like, so he doesn't love me that much. But you, he's my he's my awesome heavy mustached buddy. That's all I, I get to know. Say. He's got some groovy facial hair. He does. He's a groovy dude. I like yeah, him. He's okay. been on my sh- he was on my show twice, so I like him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to wear my fake mustache, Cheryl. You will too, with all that fake with all that. We facial should do hair. that. Yes, yeah, we should wear mustaches. All right, we're gonna have to do something. All right. So what I'm else? In. What's I'm coming in. up after? We've got a, a huge lineup coming up over the next couple months. Um, I'll just read off a few. We have uh, BJ Beretta coming up, filmmaker of the short documentary film Surviving Death, The Paranormal Debate. Good show. Later on in April, we have a psychic roundtable with Seth Oh, Michael. I'm excited about that. June Lundgren, Nancy Laporta, and hopefully our good friend William Becker can Skype in from Europe, maybe. And, and Seth, right? Yes, 
Seth will yeah. be there for sure. Um, and then we have the author of the Horsefly Chronicles, a demonic haunting based on a true story. The author is Philip Syracusa. Ooh. And um, and then we have the author of Tombs of Terror, a super a supernatural tour of bookstores and libraries around the world, uh, focusing on the ghost stories from haunted locations. And that is with author Mark Leslie. And then we have John Weiss, author of Life Goes On, a skeptic's afterlife education. Wow. wow. We're going to have a- some good stuff man we're gonna have have some good stuff yeah i know we're gonna we're gonna have to work hard yeah we've got i've I've got i've got some more coming up i I don't have them solidified yet but we've got some more good stuff coming so look forward to that as well what a good show and what a great producer cheryl you know we never we never publicly (laughs) say this say this to you but thank you for all you do to get us the great guests that you do we we love you cheryl we We do we love you cheryl i love you too Oh, and, hey, okay. we're not so bad as hosts either, are we? We're pretty good, See, right? You guys going to say I was you guys. for that I mean, come on. <laughs> we talk about bull penises and everything on the show. We are a full, rounded show. Can't get any better, I tell you. Mm, I'm telling you. You guys are the best. That's right. That's right. The network head, <laughs> Zeta. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I can't say network head. The head of the, I keep saying network head instead of head Oh, of the sure, you make fun of me saying something about oil, and you're talking like that. We're crying out loud. Wash that girl's mouth out. Get some soap. That was totally unintentional. That was like the bull penis uh, article last week. Totally yeah. unintentional. Um, but anyway, Zeta, Zeta keeps tell, saying on Facebook that she thinks that Chuck and I are hilarious, and I'm not sure if she's like sees us and thinks that, or, you know. <laughs> He's like... Where do we get these crazy people on the show? We got to get them off. They're nuts. They're just plain old nuts. That's okay, you know? All right, the, well, what, go ahead. It, it keeps people interested, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, come on, if we're a little crazy. I mean, come on, don't tell me the people in chat room aren't crazy. Don't tell me Cheryl's not kind of crazy and Chad's not kind of crazy. They're all, all kind of crazy. Even even Micah's kind of crazy. It's a, it's a good kind of crazy. Yes, it's yeah, a good crazy. It's, it's and, good crazy. And Chuck, would you say we're also kind of freaky? Yeah, freaky. Super, I'm not singing Karen? Super Come on. Come on, Karen. Come on, sing it, Karen. Oh, she's yeah. A super freak. She's a super freak. Super freak. She's super freaky. Now, that's the way to end the that's show, right. folks. That's, that's right. right. So there's nothing left to say other than thank you for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. We will be Woo-hoo. back next week, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states here on the Hazy Radio Network. Thank you for listening and have a great evening. Good night. Peace out, homies. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 